And when you break free from this idea that you have to submit to men, um, just beautiful things can happen. Hi guys, my name is Jude. I'm a queer femme um, and I survived a cult for 21 years. What's up, y'all? I'm Bex, um, also a queer femme, actively trying to decolonize my mindset from years of religious trauma. Cool, 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 cool. Um, yeah, so a little bit about us. We are two siblings um, who grew up in a strict religious cult, Christian white supremacist cult. Um, and yeah, thank you for joining us in our first episode of Cult to Cunt. Woo! like us (laughs) yeah um a little bit yeah we created this space to just story tell laugh grieve and feel around uh what it was like growing up in a white supremacist misogynist christian cult uh disclaimer we're not experts on religious trauma or theology we're just two queers with a story to tell we have lots to share yes yeah (laughs) we're just two people on the verge of unemployment <laughs> literally um trying to find time they're <laughs> trying to find what to do in right. our free time <laughs> right. our therapist told us to get a hobby bye <laughs> welcome to said hobby um thank you for, for joining us <laughs> okay so today's topic the church's obsession with marriage or quote-unquote girls getting married so what was your first memory around this idea of marriage? I'll let you start, Bex. So basically for me, honestly, I've always, I've hated and I've loved the idea of marriage for a long, long time. As a child, you know, I noticed the dynamic that my parents had in their marriage. and I was very scared that that's what my future marriage would look like you know like I was really worried that, oh my god am I gonna be arguing with my partner every single day like every single day we're gonna be yelling at each other and like fighting and you know shaking and crying every day like what is this what is this what every single marriage is like and I remember like that casted a lot of doubt into like what marriage was but it was also so idealized for me because you know marriage was like real love and so as I grew up I really questioned I started to question what the idea of like what love meant I was like is love even real like and I started to think that love wasn't real because of what I saw but you know what I saw was not was not a good example growing up so basically marriage again I always definitely I hated it and I loved it it was definitely glamorized idealized you know but what I would really needed to be learned when I was a child was that not every marriage is the same not every relationship is the same they don't all look the same you know and just because you know you want that quote-unquote godly love with a partner you know doesn't mean you have to subject yourself to like abuse you know it doesn't mean you have to subject yourself to constant harassment or abuse in your relationship mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you said a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things. Yes. No, 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 no. I mean that in the positive, in a positive way. But I, what I'm picking up is this disconnect of what you were told that marriage was, and then seeing the example at home, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, basically. Yeah. So, like, what can you give me an example of what were some of the idealizations or glorifications of marriage that the church perpetrated or like put on you? Um, like. As I meant, like, towards the end of what I was saying, I mentioned godly love. And, you know, people or a lot of people in church talk about how you can you have to achieve godly love and, like, 
not even you have to achieve it, but with your partner, it'll be there. You know, like if it's truly God, you know, you'll feel that godly love, you know, you'll have that. It's like basically saying that marriage is the only way that, you know, romantic love can exist in your life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, like you mm -hmm. can, you can like support someone, right? But it has to lead to marriage and everything. Like it has to get there because if not, you know, it's just, it's pointless or it's like not real, you know, like which you know discredits so many relationships that don't lead to marriage you know there's a lot of a lot of relationships that you know happen that are not bad that just don't lead to marriage and that's okay um but basically like that like you know mentioned what i just mentioned again god I love and like also i think it has to do with status as well like even like spiritual status like if you get married again you're not a sinner because you know you're not sleeping around or whatever like it has to do with you know again that spiritual status as well um so those are like two main things that I can think of off the bat, like glamorizations of it. Um, I'm trying to think of something else, but like, I don't know. That's like the first, those are the first things that come to my mind when I think about that. Yeah, no, I think that definitely resonates this like idea of putting marriage on a pedestal as like the only way you'll ever achieve the epitome of love or yeah. love, this idea of agape love that was perpetrated in the church. Um, is like through marriage which is weird in itself um like I remember just hearing sermons in church and like pastors coming and, and preaching and talking about how um yeah marriage was the end goal marriage is the solution like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of not feeling loved like that was the only way and really discrediting like companionship discrediting yeah. family discrediting like friendships too like it's like all of these ways that love is very real and yet to be told mm -hmm. that the only way you can ever achieve true love is through marriage like it it really does something on your psyche um, definitely and like yeah it, as as young quote-unquote girls we grew up as young quote-unquote girls and being told that you have to be married to be loved and to also please god like yeah that's exactly this idea that yeah you you will never be anything unless you're married <laughs> you exactly will, that's exactly what i'm saying mm -hmm. god unless you're married um which is very problematic in itself and like i guess to contrast this i don't know what it's like to not grow up in the church you know i only know what um other people have told me who didn't grow up in in a church or in a cult um and how does how is this fantasization of marriage different to what um people who didn't grow up in the church like like I don't know like do is this normal in our cult is this a cultural thing or is this um yeah I did want to like say that because you know we did grow up in a in a Spanish speaking church predominantly Spanish like Latin church mm -hmm. so or Lat Latinx you know Latin church so it's mm -hmm. it's not. I don't know if the ideas are quite different, you know, because I think church, uh, there's a reduction of your own culture or there's really an er erasure of your own culture. Yeah. And it's more like what the Bible says is the culture of the atmosphere, you know, like that's what, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, you know, how I guess people on the outside, outside of looking in, you know, like I think, a lot of it just depends you know like it depends on if you had 
parents that were married you know like what the situation the living situation like the domestic situation was mm-hmm. I think it can really vary but especially when I think um people in church I think unanimously can say that marriage is is always an important like it's always like the end goal like mm-hmm. courting all that like it should always lead to marriage so yeah mm-hmm. yeah so I guess it is like a when I, I say cultural thing, I mean in the so-called United States, this culture of marriage, um, mm-hmm. like this glorification of you've reached the quote-unquote American dream when you're married and have a house with a picket fence and 2.5 children. Um, yeah. You know, and I guess in the church, it like hyper fixates on this idea mm-hmm. with the added layer of like holiness and, and purity theology and saying yeah you must be pure you must be um absolutely yes i do want definitely you have the purity aspect of it all like chastity all that like with marriage like again when i said status that's what i was referring to because if you were sleeping around and you weren't married you know you're like a fucking hoe like what or you know you're you're not you you know you're just the bottom barrel like people talk about you you know like uh, you know pe- it's not a good time like it's it's not you have to be married women. right hmm? there's always the women who yeah can- but literally always always it's not you know men that's always kept under is hush hush but you know afabs women like it, it's not a good time like god forbid you're a single mother that was left by a man you know you're still in the wrong like you know you're still judged yeah yeah and yeah we could we for sure saw that in in our specific sect of the church um mm-hmm. it's this hypocrisy around like oh you need to be perfect holy women and you can't ever leave your husband you must love your husband at all times even when he's mm-hmm. abusive, even when he's mean even when he withholds finances from you mm-hmm. can't leave <laughs> which is weird it's weird it's literally an abuse it's a a power dynamic it's abuse it's not it's not safe it's literally not a safe mindset to drill into young minds it's no but it's what's happening you know and i mean in the church i think because i can speak to we grew up in in a latin latin um church but then we moved to like a white church true older and it's like you can still see those similarities of patriarchy. Patriarchy flows. <laughs> yeah. No matter what the culture background is or the ethnicity or the um, language spoken, it's it's still prominent. Yeah, there's different, I think the church, depending on where you go, there's different forms of expression of, you know, beliefs definitely different forms of expression of you know the of how people believe like what the bible says like there's different ways of like showing how you believe what the bible says like in different churches mm-hmm. hence like why i say expression because a lot of people have a lot of different churches have different rules you know like oh you can't wear this or you know it's not holy to do that or like there's some churches that are just stricter than the other ones and i think we definitely saw the um the spectrum of strictness when it came to churches and the ones that we attended Maybe yeah variety yes variety how holy are you <laughs> literally like so are you going to heaven like <laughs> are you making it to the pearly gates your skirt, your skirt is above the knee hell like oh 
You go to hell. Oh, you go to hell. You. No. You. Oh, you got a bracelet on? You go to hell, bro. Hell. Any kind of jewelry? <laughs> hell. You have a ring? Because you said yes to marriage? Hell. Like, in hell. <laughs> Not yeah. even a wedding band, bro. No, for oh. real. Yeah, and I guess for people who don't, like, personally know us, we grew up in the cult that was, like, long skirts. Um, Pentecostals. Hair. Pentecostals, yes, Pentecostals. But there's different kinds of Pentecostals, right? So Pentecostal apostolic is what we were. Yeah, Pentecostal apostolic. Um, I don't know if we're allowed to say the organization. Uh, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It's it's not hush hush. I mean, they're out there. <laughs> Someone's gonna find them legally, you know, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. For those but, who, I mean, we're not trying to get some converse in there, so we don't have to say all that. <laughs> we don't have to tell people. <laughs> yeah, but it was a um, apostolic Pentecostal. The purity laws were women had to wear skirts, long skirts. Our family's tradition is that like below the knee your skirt has to be below the knee tight can't be too tight you have to be able to take wide steps in it because god forbid your body shows yeah um collars like you can't be showing anything like it has to be neck (laughs) (laughs) turtleneck (laughs) like borderline turtleneck um sleeves had to be to your elbow um we couldn't cut our hair um, no jewelry, not even wedding bands. What else? No nail polish, no makeup, no hair dye. What else? Bro? No originality, no character, yeah. no personality. Yeah, basically. Nothing. No style. <laughs> no, nothing. You can't be you. Yeah, you can't be you, which is a whole other topic for another day. This how <laughs> like, yeah drain on your individuality and try to make you all the same person mm-hmm. that you can't leave yeah. yep <laughs> but that's yep, where that. from. so when we talk about these purity things it's basically like this idea that you have to be pure and not show your body because you're going to be tempting men yada yada, yada. Mm-hmm. and if a man touches you it was your fault yep it was your fault it's because your skirt was above your knee you slut you're you're fucking you're, your collarbone was showing how could you you're a cunt. i can see why he was tempted I'm, i can see why he did that it like <laughs> makes sense that was on you sense, <laughs> she made a list um of all the qualities that she wanted in a husband and she would pray to god about this list like manifestation basically right um and yeah, from that young, from a young age, I, I was hearing this story often, and I was conditioned to believe that that was my calling. Like I needed to make my list in order to have my perfect and ideal husband. Husband, could you imagine me with a husband? Yeah, we're too gay for that now. Um, <laughs> but you know, as a child, you believe everything your mom says, right? Because it's your mom. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's that's my first uh, memory around marriage. But um, the this idea of a list of quote unquote perfect qualities of a partner is weird. This list, like, it it just perpetrated white supremacy, right? Mm-hmm. 
just really like yeah that's a whole other topic too our mother pushing like white supremacy on us and and this idea of mejorando la raza which is yeah a terrible term in itself because it just refers back to whitening our race yeah basically sure of washing it out washing it out of its yeah. indigenous you know and and non-white heritage basically and we're decolonizing our own minds as we are we're we're trying we're not perfect um so hold us accountable i mean yeah no decolonizing your brain your brain mindset after years and years of damage is not the easiest like i think people need to realize that we're all like we all have some sort of like colonization mindset we can definitely talk about this too later but like you know it, it affects every single aspect like we're all a little bit I mean, I, I'm of the mentality that, you know, we we all can be like a little bit racist at times, too, like when it comes to those things, like when it comes to certain topics, like a lot of us have certain prejudices and biases that have, you know, been brought about because of our own privileges, too. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. If you're on stolen land, you have privilege. So, yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. If you're a settler, you know. Yeah. Palestine, not the whisper. <laughs> We're gonna talk about it more. Free Palestine, Free Palestine, and the occupation now, and the siege on Gaza now. Um, land back. Revolution is the only solution. One solution: Antifada revolution. Mm-hmm. Power to the people. Going back to what I had said about my list. Um, yeah, the hypocrisy of that list too of of our mom specifically talking about her dream husband, and I'm like, this, this, this is your dream husband. This is your man. I don't remember if she said that like dad matched her list though. Yeah, she did. Nalgon, tall, oh, minister. Oh, she should have been more specific to God or something. Been more specific. <laughs> more specific. Put in there, not an abuser. Then that should fix it. Not a narcissist. No. Yeah, but this, I, I think as I grew older, that's when I was like, "This was your list." Like, God doesn't love you. <laughs> like, God doesn't love you. Sorry. Literally, this is it. Yeah, because of, and I think that's an uh, another stemming of an unhealthy idea of marriage seeing our own parents marriage and them not divorcing for the love of god not the literally i started that i literally said that bro what the heck i know but i don't think you explicitly said it like oh this idea that they would not divorce because yeah they're in the church like your your souls are bound and i'm like but at what point are your souls your souls are bound but you're hurting each other Mm-hmm. like our dad is an abusive narcissist mm-hmm. like he may have never lifted a physical hand but he financially abused he emotionally abused he um verbally abused like those that shit is not okay and mm-hmm. the church to, to keep pushing this idea that you must remain married no matter all of that like no it's just reinforcing this idea that women are supposed to be submissive to their husbands no matter what 
no matter what. And it, that's where the church gets its power from. As long as the women remain silent, as long as the women remain in the pews, obedient to their husbands, there will be no enlightenment. There will be no breaking down of this power dynamic, um, which is unfortunate, but that's, that's another um, very dangerous and very sad part of, of the church of cults. Absolutely. It's, it's a trap, you know? It's grooming. It's in a trap. Like, it's literally not... Yeah. And when I say grooming, you know, like, it's, like, like I do I do think it's, like, mass grooming of, like, you know, individuals to, like, further get manipulated and just abused, like... Because it would be, like, in the church camps, like, in the summer, the the churches of all the state or, like, of all the region or whatever would all come together, all their youths, all the young women and young men. And like, I don't know, the women were as young, women I say, it's not women, girls, were as young as like 12. And it could be up to like age 30. And it's like, okay, go pick your wife, you know, like really weird shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... And yeah, and these they you would come together, or whatever, and go to church camp and listen to your sermon and socialize after and like pair up and shit. And that's how people got married. That's how um people would get engaged, start dating, all that all that good stuff. Not so good stuff. Not so good stuff, yeah. Yeah. It's it's unhealthy, man. Again, it's a trap and it's grooming. Yeah. 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 I remember every time we'd go to a church conference, I'd be like, God, show me my husband. Exactly. Exactly. Like, well, yes. Like every single time. Like, is that the one? No. No, bitch. Hey. It's not the one. <laughs> He's far from it. Ew. No. Red flag. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's funny you said that. Like, I remember, oh my gosh, this is embarrassing. I had my eyes set on one person. I was like, this is my husband. This is my husband. This is my husband. <laughs> this man did not want me. This white man. This white man had one nothing to do with me. But like, I'd be praying and I would like trick myself into believing. I'm like, oh, God just told me that he's going to be my husband. Like, just embarrassing, you know? And it's this delusion that yeah. Like it's so embarrassing. Like, yo, <laughs> God just told me breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> you are not the father. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Follow up question: After having this idea of marriage being the end goal, and you have to be a certain type of woman to marry. Uh, certain type of man and in the church what are some of your expectations now and how have you how how are you how are you navigating this after having left the church and becoming the cunt that you are becoming um <laughs> becunting anyway <laughs> uh, so basically I think leaving church just made me realize that 
I think as I'm now that I'm older, it's a it's a major reality check. And looking back as a child, I didn't fully understand everything I saw. And now I as an adult, I can put the pieces together and be like, that's what was happening. And you know, abuse or abuse is not as uncommon as you may think it is. It can happen anywhere, anytime to anybody. And I think growing up in church and growing up the way that we grew up, you know, I think I'm a little bit more able to like spot it. So like navigating relationships, you know, I think for me personally, it's like there, there's definitely, again, ways that my body reacts to like certain situations and it reminds me back, it brings me back to like how my body felt when I was a child like in the situations that I was in, like as a kid, you know, like seeing or, you know, being in the same house that our, our parents were arguing in and just like recognizing how my body felt anxiety then and like recognizing how my body feels anxiety now, I think has helped me in different situations to recognize, you know, when I need to like not be somewhere or not be in something. So I hope that answers the question a little bit, a little bit, but it's basically just like, now that I'm out of church, again, I think church was like that rose-colored lens on my eyes of like, okay, no matter what, everything is fine because you have God. Mm-hmm. You know, your relationship may be abusive, but you have God, so it's okay. You know, like, you know, you may be at home depressed, but it's okay because you have God. So being out of church, it's like I'm more realistic and more, you know, able to recognize again when like my I don't feel okay you know like where I don't feel comfortable you know or like because I feel like if I was still in church I don't know if I would I would be able to listen to my body and like be able to recognize you know how I feel you know like mental my mental health wouldn't be I think as I wouldn't have acknowledged it as much as I have being out of it out of church yeah I think that's really powerful um to say I've broken free from that I've broken free from the delusion I've broken free from um this looking away to everything that my body is telling me Mm -hmm. really leaning into listening to what your body's saying that's a really I think powerful and decolonizing way to uh, navigate the world as a cunt be cunting exactly um i'll go ahead and answer my own question too um so now as as i think you guys have noticed but we're queer we're gay we're um, gay oh my god homosexual <laughs> homosexual <laughs> just two homies sitting in the hot tub five feet apart because we not gay we, we not gay bro sorry <laughs> i hate to disappoint the queer community but i'm not part of it i'm not part of the eligibility I know all the bitches want me, but like I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm not open. <laughs> Just kidding. My number is three zero nine. I'm sick of you. Um, you know, call me, beat me if you want to be with me. <laughs> yeah, um, I think my idea around marriage has really shifted since leaving the church. Um, yeah. Because all my life I was told, right, women are meant to marry and they're supposed to be submissive and you have to love your husband more than you love yourself. And I was like, whoa, whoa. <clears throat> whoa, whoa. 
when I left the church, I was like, whoa, whoa, why? Like women are beautiful creatures. Women are women are so much more beings than this label of docile that you have put on them. Um and that's when I realized how much I love women. <laughs> how much I love non-men. Yeah. Um or, yeah, for all of the different abilities that they have, this all of the different sides like we're just so versatile so beautiful so creative um yeah. and when you break free from this idea that you have to submit to men um just beautiful things can happen so now absolutely spot the patriarchy man don't submit to it yeah yeah <laughs> so my expectations now around marriage are i want to marry a woman a woman or a, a non-man um yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i hear you like i get it like i want to i personally would love to be with i want to be with a non-binary person ultimately you know like i want to be with someone that can relate to me and my you know even in my own view not I don't want someone to view their body the same way that I view my body because everybody views their body differently, of course. But I'm saying, like, being on the spectrum of, like, gender, you know, not really conforming to gender and, like, not really aligning yourself to one and saying, you know, I'm free of that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's um, that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like we're we've just really grazed the surface of, of all of this because there's so much more that you could talk oh, definitely. about hours about just how the church's ideologies have really seeped into every part of our life. Um and we're freshly like we're freshly new coming out. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been at the church for what? Three years? Yeah. This will be my third year. How about you? I got out, I think, 17, so, like, four years. Yeah, you left before I did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, what, your ratio is four years to 17 years? Four years of decolonizing your mind to 17 years of <laughs> your white supremacist ruling? Um, yeah. It's, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, Absolutely. It's going to take a while, man, but I'm glad to have you with me. Woo! Anytime. Yeah. Twin bestie. <laughs> to all of our listeners, thank you for joining us. Again, all we can say is just be cunty. Power, power <laughs> yeah. to cunts, power to the people, power to, power to all the indigenous folks, you know, land back, like you were saying earlier. Yeah. Um, I did want to add, um, I think there's, we'll be on Spotify and I think a bunch of other things, but on Spotify, there's like a Q&A um, option. So if you are listening to us on Spotify, leave topics that interest you, that if you are from a cult or were once in a cult or any kind of religious questions or any topics, anything really that you want us to talk about, we're happy to talk about them. Um, leave us a review. If you liked us, let us know. If you don't like us, Shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> this is a dictatorship. We will not be accepting criticism. <laughs> yeah, that's homophobic. So it's yeah, actually really homophobic <laughs> and racist. <laughs> so you <Anyways>. stop. <laughs> <laughs> All the things. 
<laughs> yeah. And then last of all, we want to extend our solidarity, um, especially with the um, ethnic cleansing that's going on in Gaza right now and Palestine. Um, we definitely want to use our platform and use our voices to only uplift the resistance and yeah, uh, free Palestine, power to the people. And like Beck said earlier, um, power to the cunts, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs>